you can have a lot of passions and I'm fortunate that my parents always encouraged me, right. To like, it was never about how much of a paycheck I'll bring home. It was always what will make you happiest. Right. Um, and of course you want to be able to support yourself at the end of the day, but like that, I was just grateful to be encouraged to do what I loved, no yeah. matter the circumstances and to not be afraid to change things when they stop serving you. And I, I think that that has really been beneficial. y'all welcome to the girls with contrast podcast a mix of lifestyle and all things interior design we're so glad to have you here and hope you enjoyed this week's episode Hey guys, welcome back. We're super excited. We are having our first ever guest on the podcast. (laughs) Yay! So we would like to introduce Allie, who has the Grand Millennial Lifestyle Instagram account. And if you guys have not checked out her Instagram, you definitely need to do so. It's amazing. And as all of you know, I'm a big grandma little girl. So yes. yes. So Allie, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. And I am also a grand millennial fan, as you probably <laughs> gather. Um, yeah. So my name is Allie. I started Grand Millennial Lifestyle a couple of years ago. It is an Instagram account. I recently started a blog as well. That is still growing. Bear with me. But yeah, it's just, it's really um, grown more than I expected it to, which is super exciting. And I am glad that because it is such a, I mean, we can talk about this, right? But it's so classic that it, it mm. isn't necessarily trendy. I don't think it's going anywhere. Yes. Um, and so it just seems to continue to grow and gain popularity. That's awesome. I know a big question I had was what motivated you to start this Instagram page? And how did you kind of and like you you have a pretty good big following? Was that something you were expecting? Or you were trying to gain out of it? Absolutely not. So that was (laughs) very much a happy accident. Um, It really started just because I was always a big Pinterest girl. And I started to realize that a lot of that content didn't seem that fresh anymore. It, I was seeing a lot of the same things. I wasn't even really seeing a lot of the things I was drawn to. And I don't know if that was um, an analytics issue right. or, or if it was just, you know, like Pinterest was kind of phasing out a bit. But I realized that I was just saving so many pictures to my Instagram, my personal account, And then just so that I would, it was kind of really, this was born out of just like me desperate for inspiration and wanting to create a different version of a Pinterest board. Um, And that's really how it kind of came to be. Nice. Um, I have a question for you. So have you always been interested in interior design or is this something that came maybe later in your life? I... (laughs) pretty much my entire life. I was the little girl, like, you know, before I had any form of independence, um, (laughs) I was always getting in trouble because I would, we would go out and I was obsessed with restrooms um, and seeing what they looked like. And so it really, that's my first memory is just begging to go to the restroom everywhere we went. And it became one of those things where my mom used to just say, do you really have to go or do you just want to look around? <laughs> that um, is so funny because <laughs> I, anytime I'm somewhere that like seems more upscale or nice, I'm always like, oh, I wonder what their bathroom looks like. That is so thing. funny. Well, it's a thing. It is. And yeah, that I just, as a kid, that was, that was my thing. I just loved a good restroom. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> yeah. And then it just, I mean, over the years, it really never went anywhere, right? It always kind of just grew stronger as a passion. I, um, I remember my parents were considering building a new home at one point, and um, they ended up deciding to just do some remodeling. But I was so, so, so obsessed with the carpet samples and the paint chips and, yeah. the, you know, the floor samples. And um, my dad 
is an engineer and he used to, um, I would beg him to bring home graph paper because I was just so into creating floor plans um, as a little girl. So just my entire life, you know, I just have always been super interested in design. In high school, I thought that's what I would end up going to college for. Life had other plans, but I've just, everything that I have done, and and I have uh, kind of a funny sounding journey, but everything that I have done academically, professionally, there's always been design kind of woven into it. And then mm-hmm. this is like my little fun passion project, and it is at the forefront. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So you have, I saw in your Instagram bio or for the Grand Millennial Instagram, it says uh, you're an event planner. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I've had an interesting chain of events that in their own way make a lot of sense if I were to give you the long version. Uh, when I say them individually, you're going to just be like, how did you get from point A to B? <laughs> but um, I started you know, like I said, I thought I would go into interior design. I did not. I actually went to school for archaeology and anthropology. And but even then, I was super focused on material culture. So you know, I was really interested in furniture, and essentially all the artifacts, right? So all of, you know, all of that. And then I shifted gears again, and professionally wound up working in wedding venues but they were historic buildings so I was using a lot of my training um and then I really just found an act for the wedding side and then in 2016 I opened an event planning company I ended up specializing in weddings I had an event design certification so again design and I ended up closing that in 2022 because it just long, long story there, but it just, I just no longer felt aligned with it. It was no longer making me happy. Um, But at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm glad I did it. Uh, And I joke now that I am kind of like a professional hostess. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that though, that you have so many different paths that you were on career wise or even hobbies, because I, I don't want to say I struggle with it because I don't think it's, like a a bad thing but I have also always had so many different passions that are like so separate from each other and I'm like well I want to be an interior designer but I want to have a flower shop and I want to do this and I want to do that and so I think it's really cool it's kind of all part of what gets you to where you are in a way I think absolutely and I I don't I don't regret any of those things right like people are often like oh bummer you don't use your archaeology degree no (laughs) I I use it every day you just not in the way that you think right you know yeah um so I think that there are a lot of you can have a lot of passions and I'm fortunate that my parents always encouraged me right to like it was never about how much of a paycheck I'll bring home it was always what will make you happiest Right. Um, and of course you want to be able to support yourself at the end of the day, but like that, I was just grateful to be encouraged to do what I loved, no yeah. matter the circumstances and to not be afraid to change things when they stop serving you. And I, I think that that has really been beneficial. Yeah. I think that's great. It definitely helps to have the support like that for sure. Yeah. So has this grand millennial lifestyle Instagram become your day-to-day like not not day job but kind of like you I think you said it was kind of becoming the forefront of things yeah it's definitely I'm still part-time with this right it's still kind of my little side project I professionally kind of segued into um nonprofit work which I've always done on the side and now that's more of my main gig right now um development and project management but I again, working for a historic building, (laughs) still planning. So I'm still utilizing a lot of that skill set. And then the Grand Millennial Lifestyle stuff is growing. And I'm fortunate to be able to have a job where it is flexible. And so I can, I don't have to stifle it as it grows, I can grow with it, which is really fun. With your social media, since you do have such a high following when did you really notice people or when you started gaining followers when did it really start to ramp up like was it right immediately in the beginning or was it as you continued to post more or could you talk more maybe about that process sure so 
like I said, it was very much a happy accident. I truly thought it would be me and my mom (laughs) on there. Um, Because I had, when I started it, it really uh, stemmed from me just needing that source of inspiration. And that's a whole other story that we can talk about in a little while. But I just was really ready for that change that I hadn't yet made professionally. And that was sort of my creative outlet because I was doing less of the thing that you for a long time was my creative. I was flexing my creative muscles with wedding design and event planning. And when that sort of tapered off and I realized I wasn't happy doing that, this was that creative outlet. And I really thought it would just be me and my mom because I was telling her about it and she, it was always, you know, I was always sending her pictures. And so then I told her, you know, just follow this. I'm just going to start posting them here. I don't know if it was just my timing because I, I kind of came up with grand millennial lifestyle around the same time that it started to get popular. Um, so I don't know if it was a combination of timing and, and some other things, but I'll always be surprised as it continues to grow. But particularly in the beginning, you know, 20 people followed and that felt big because it was like, oh, wow, people want to see these pictures I'm sharing. (laughs) Um, and then, you know, you get a few hundred and you're like, Hmm, we're onto something. And then that's when I started, you know, by the time I hit the first couple of thousand, I was like, okay, I need to be a little more strategic about this. This can't just be like my creative dumping ground. (laughs) Um, so that's when I started to be a little bit more strategic. I started to, you know, do stories and show my face and kind of build more of a brand. Mm -hmm. I would say it really took off after I hit 10,000. And to be honest, I'm pretty sure that is just how Instagram's algorithm works you you autom- you get more visibility that way yeah. there are things that kind of unlock um as a business instagram business account so i think that that was more algorithm i really didn't change anything on my end um other than just trying to show my face more and do what i was already doing that was already working that's awesome me and amelia literally every time we get a follower we crap pants we're like oh my god we're gonna- <laughs> <laughs> it feels that way and it's funny because, um, you know, I share I share some of my own content, right? I'm working on that. That's something that I'm trying to do more of, especially this upcoming year. But for a couple of years, I was, for the most part, the page is largely highlighting and spotlighting other people and their professional work. And so with that, you start to get designers sharing your work or saying thank you and and I still like a designer will say thank you that I I admire and I'm just like oh my gosh (laughs) that's so exciting they talk to me um so I'm still I still get starstruck and every now and then I'll see that little blue check mark and someone will like something because someone else has shared it that they're following or it shows up in their you know in their feed and I um that's I screenshot those and I send them to my mom and I'm just like can you even believe this (laughs) like look who just liked this picture I noticed that's a thing that's common of people having these Instagram accounts where they're reposting other like design work and things like that is there a name for that like and would you call yourself like an influencer with it being such a big thing nowadays if there is a name for it, you're asking the wrong girl. <laughs> um, I do not know. I have always just considered it like an inspiration account. Right. Um, because I'm, like I said, I'm highlighting the professional work of other designers. I don't claim to have created any of their magic. Yeah. I always tag the designer. I always tag the photographer because that is also such a big deal. Yes. Um, and if, if it came from a magazine or, you know, the source. So if there's a specific source that it came from, I always tag the magazine or the other Instagram account or, uh, you know, like Cherish. They share tons of gorgeous images. So if they share one that I love, I always tag the designer, the photographer, and them. So there's always, it just depends the situation. But would you consider yourself an influencer or I mean, <laughs> if I if I walked around my house and said that to my husband, he would roll his eyes. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to get off of here and be like, guess what? You're married to an influencer. Um, no, you know, it's funny. I don't really consider myself that. But when I sign agreements and stuff with some brands that I've worked with, that is what that is technically what we are. Um, so because you have the following and I think that's really where it comes from, right? Like right. you have the numbers. And so 
you are technically sharing things with a large group of people. But no, do I call myself an influencer? Absolutely not. (laughs) That is so funny. And if you want to talk about your inspiration. Yeah. Yeah, well, so, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, as far as I'll start with the page because that is the simpler answer. Um, I have always, you know, I think, and maybe this will make sense because I told you about my academic background and all of that. I'm I'm an old soul. And I was really drawn to the grand, you know, when I saw that first article, right, that came out about grand millennial style, I, it wasn't an aesthetic connection necessarily. I mean, of course I thought everything was beautiful, but I was like, holy moly, they are describing me as a human. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I think that that's honestly why this has such traction behind it because it's not just about design. There's so much character in it. Absolutely. It's about, there's a nostalgia that I think is really important. And I honestly think that one of the things that's so beautiful about the page, right, and this, this, what I consider like my little community is, yeah, there are absolutely people who are following me because, or they're on the page because they're like, wow, this is a cool room. Right. But I think that those who have stuck around for a while and who actively engage, it's, there's a like-mindedness and we all kind of appreciate that same charm and like nostalgia and the old fashioned kind of vibe. Um, I think that there's a little bit of like morals and values that tie into it. I think it's just so much bigger than design, which is why I put that lifestyle bit into the the name because I do think it's more, it's more, there's something about it that it's like its own personality. Right. Yeah. Um, Okay. This is a question I'm so excited to ask you, and I'm curious. It's a fun one. What is the style of your home, and is it grand millennial style? I was (laughs) wondering the same thing. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, well, I also walk around and say, oh, my God, because our (laughs) home, our home is having an identity crisis. Um, So we purchased our home at the end of 2017. We live in, um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but we are in the Philadelphia suburbs along the mainline area. And so one of the things that we love about this area, we're both from, we're both from here. We're in the Chester County area. One of the things that we loved and why we wanted to stay, because it's just, we like the character of, of old homes. Yes. We didn't necessarily want a new build. There's nothing wrong with them. They just weren't us. And everyone, you know, like wants like this turnkey experience, we would prefer to do a little hard work (laughs) and, and, and make it our own. My dream home is a historic home. Like, yeah, I will tell you, uh, it will never be finished (laughs) because there's an endless array of like, it's like you finish one project and there's 10 more ahead of you, but Yeah, we live in a little 1940s colonial. It's it's nothing fancy. It's like maybe 1500 square feet. Um, but it is so it has so much charm. They I, I sound like an old fart when I say this, but like they just don't make houses like this anymore. They, they don't. don't. It's and it's just yeah, I I am head over heels in love with it. Uh but when we moved in in 2017 and this is kind of part of why I was transitioning out of my work. I won't go into specifics, but I ended up um, over the last few years kind of have been working through a trauma that I never resolved. And as I started to do that, I just was like professionally unfulfilled, personally unfulfilled in certain areas of my life. And I quickly started to look around. A big part of why the Instagram account came to be was because when I was looking for all these like sources of inspiration, it was because I was looking around and I was like, oh my gosh, my house is not at all who I feel like I am now that I'm healing and I'm no longer in survival mode and all this stuff. So I was kind of turning to the internet to escape my reality a bit right? and kind of virtually surround myself with all the things that I wanted around me but didn't have and I don't mean that in a materialistic way it was just I was you know in 2017 I was a bit depressed and 
to avoid decision fatigue, I hardcore latched on to the farmhouse trend yeah. because oh. it was everywhere. Right. It was It was so easy. Oh it's you still could, lingering. It is. It is. There <laughs> are, it's still places, um, <laughs> which I don't have anything against it because I think it is actually super cute. There are elements of it that are great. And if you like, if you identify with it and you love it the way that I love grand millennial style, go for it. Like, like do, do, do the thing. But I did the thing in our home and then realized I wanted nothing to do with galvanized metal and neutral colors. (laughs) And, you know, like it was just, I felt a bit stifled. So I always share pictures of my dining room because that's, the one room in our home that is really kind of transforming into what I want the rest of the house to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's, I'm also realistic, right? Like I'm not loaded with money. Like things take time, money, yeah. effort. I'm a regular person. Right. I have a regular job. I, so it's just, it's a, it's a process and we're working on being patient about that, but you know, there are areas of my home that are still dark and <laughs> rustic. Right. And I just, I don't share them because it's not the brand. Right. But that is the kind of my reality right now is like, we're just working on it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like everything is a work in progress. For sure. I actually was on Zillow and this super cute house came up. I mean, adorable. Like somebody did some work to it and it looked great and then I'm swiping through the pictures and it's the kitchen and they had cut out the inside of their cabinet doors and chicken wire oh gosh so it was just oh (laughs) that makes me so sad I do the same thing and maybe you guys probably do this too I have no intention of going anywhere but I like live on realtor.com yes (laughs) Yeah, like I just, it's uh, it's its own hobby at this point. Yes. And I do the same thing because again, like I tend to look in this area or just like see what's out there or if a house goes up and I pass it all the time, I'm desperate to know what it looks like inside. Yes. So yeah. I will look it up and there is nothing worse than seeing a beautiful old home and getting excited to see what is inside and then being <laughs> terribly disappointed yeah. by yeah. by whoever flipped it I was like, and stripped it of its character. Yeah. I'm like, where do we go from here? Like, I guess we have to get all new cabinet doors because the in- inside is cut out. Or, you know, like, yeah, I've never seen something like that. Speaking of your historic home, do you have to do things to keep it historical slash, like, restore certain things? Like, it's, I know sometimes um, it not the county or the city, maybe a state law kind of. Right. No, ours is not old enough or in an area that, like, there are no ordinances or anything like that that we are responsible for maintaining anything. Although, just general home maintenance, like, things kind of, you know, if you want it to not look ridiculous, you kind of have to use the old stone or, like, get the right brick or, um, so, yeah, we we have some of that, but nothing mandated. Okay, gotcha. That's nice. Yeah. But it's funny, you were just talking about the chicken wire, and it just made me think because people do this, and and again, like, I don't have the professional interior design background, so you two might be able to speak to this better than I, but something that I always did with events, and I did event design, was, you know, you're taking, you are taking a client's vision yeah, and creating it, and there is nothing, it's kind of what I did, right? Like, I latched onto a trend, but you know, how many weddings did I plan where there were mason jars and cowboy boots and the bride has never ridden a horse in her life? Like it was just (laughs) people attach themselves to trends. Yeah. And, but they're not authentic. And I think that's another, like, I think in interior design that can happen. And then you're in a situation where I was right, where you're looking around and you're like, oh my gosh, I actually kind of despise all of this. (laughs) Right. Hard. It is so hard sometimes when somebody will come to you and be like, Hey, the style but then you have your own style and it's like you have to start over and try to create an image maybe that you're not comfortable with you know yeah like even if you don't like it you still have to do it to satisfy your client but it just gets to be difficult sometimes I find myself getting stuck all the time Mm -hmm. and sometimes people I love Pinterest but they like (laughs) the trends they kind of latch on to this 
Pinterest picture and it's not really realistic for, you know, the room that they want it in or the circumstances of their house. Like, no, Pinterest, even with events (laughs) used to be, we always used to tell people only use it for inspiration because what happens is they would take these pictures, right. Of all these magical (laughs) weddings. They don't realize that they're photo shoots and they bring, you know, a picture of a bouquet to me and they tell me, well, I want, I want this exactly. Well, that's like a $600 bouquet of flowers, you know, and it's like they did that because they knew they would get the publicity and it's showing their talent and that's great. But it's also like, you have to take your own situation into account. Yeah. Um, Like your budget, your style. Um, I also dealt with, and you probably deal with this too, um, in events, it was often, I mean, notoriously, like the bride gets her way, right? Mm-hmm. And, but I always would, I mean, not everyone was like that. Sometimes, like my grooms just wouldn't care. But I think that that becomes so obvious the day of the the event, when it's all, you're catering to one person and their preferences. And yeah. that was always such a big, like, it needs to be collaborative. It has to tell the story of like the two of you. Right. And people are here to celebrate both of you. So I think, yeah, there's, there's a lot of interesting parallels. Do you yourself provide any services, whether that be design, event planning, that kind of go hand in hand with your Grand Millennial Instagram page? I don't right now. Um, I can't say, I will never say never. Um, I no longer offer event planning services just because it, it, like I said, I just couldn't, I couldn't do it professionally, although I love to volunteer my time. So if there are any organizations out there who need a little hand, just let me know. Amelia um, has a wedding up. Yeah. Say that again. Sorry. Amelia has a wedding cup. <gasps> you do? I She's do. Engaged. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. When June- are, did you already set a date? Yeah, June 23rd. Oh, that's so exciting. Well, if you have questions later, for sure, let me know. I because will- I did that. Act. Every day of my life. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. It's so overwhelming and it's crazy when you think about, like, you think about your wedding and everything and it doesn't really seem that stressful. And then when you're in it, it's like, oh my gosh, there's a hundred more things than I had realized. Absolutely. And I mean, th- right now you're in a situation where nothing, like, they're not as, they're not simple (laughs) is I guess the easiest way to say that. Like there are so many details, which I love because they tell a story and and I, you know, my thing. And, and again, like this ties into design. And I think a big part of why I like grand millennial style in particular is that it's not, it's not merely aesthetic. I love to walk into a space, whether it be a ballroom or a living room and want to ask questions and yes. I think like in, in a, a wedding, right, you're, those little details and personal touches are worth the effort. They are absolutely overwhelming. But <laughs> it's yeah. also like when you're there and you're, it's an experience, you're, you're creating an experience. And I think that's always the biggest thing. But if it gets too stressful, I always tell people you have to tone it down, right? Like it, it's still supposed to be fun. Um and if you can't enjoy it, you're doing too much. So that's that was always what I would tell people. But yeah, Grand Millennial Style, it's just, I think that's a big part of why I liked it too, because it also, there were elements of event planning that I adored, right? Like I loved getting people together and telling a story with something so simple. We talked about inspiration and I never answered your question, apologies. But um, like my personal inspiration in events, it, I was working with other people's inspiration and it could come from anything. It could come from a color that they um, love, or it could come from a hobby they share. You don't always have to make that hobby or that experience that they share be super theme based or in their face, but to weave it in, in creative ways. I mean, I, I planned weddings where no one would know it, but the theme was around like museum installations that they used to love. And it was like where they had their first date. Um, and I think though, it's so fun to be able to, to have those little details that people look at and they're looking at them and thinking, Oh, I wonder what this is all about. This is so cute. Right. Um, and I think a room is very similar again, like I'm not a professional interior designer, but I have enough of a design background 
to know that the best the best rooms that I have walked into are the ones where I like I can't stop looking around and I just want to ask like everything has a story and it's so personal like I could walk into a room and know exactly which friend it belongs to and those are the best yes I want to ask you so with your platform what are your goals for the future or do you have any goals you've set for yourself um, for your platform? Yeah, I I have something that's going to be happening that I can't quite talk about yet, but it's <laughs> exciting. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited about that. And when I can share, I will. But um, yeah. yeah, the the biggest thing for me, right, is like I've seen, I have a following. I'm nowhere as big as a lot of these other quote unquote influencers. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing for me is like, I've seen a lot of other people's pages grow where I have actually unfollowed them. Right. Um, Because it gets too big. It feels a little out of control. It stops feeling authentic. And I never want that to be the case because mine was born out of such like a personal space. Mm -hmm. So I just really always want it to feel like a community. I never want to get so bogged down with, you know, I, I try really hard. Like I partner with brands, but I, I don't say yes to everybody. Um, I want it to be authentic. And if I recommend something, I want it to be because I actually stopped and was like, wow, I love this. I, I think other people will love it too. So I guess I, I just don't want it to become like a breeding ground for advertising. Yeah. <laughs> um, if that makes sense. And I just want it to feel like, that genuine community where I can have a conversation with someone in the comments and answer my DMs and, and get to know people. I mean, there are, there are folks who message me and like, I have an ongoing conversation with them because they've been following from the beginning and they just are so sweet to message me and check in even sometimes, or if, you know, if I'm not posting or I just hope that I don't lose that. And I think if I can just continue to be genuine and authentic and cultivate that community, like that's honestly one of my biggest goals because it grows on its own, which sounds crazy, but I, I, the more you post, the more things get shared, the more likes there are. And it's, it's, it kind of just does its own thing at this point. And it's just a matter of how I interact with it. And I want that to stay genuine. There are so many influencers out there that, advertise something and you don't know if it's really true like I really appreciate the influencers that do take the time to say hey you know actually you really don't need to spend $500 on a Dyson Airwrap like it's not (laughs) that you know what I mean Uh, absolutely I I have actually shared to my stories before I refuse like I absolutely (laughs) cannot wrap my head around the Stanley trend oh Um, yeah it will be a cold day in hell before I tell you to go buy a Stanley <laughs> mug <laughs> because I think it is the craziest thing. They are obviously not hitting me up for marketing. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't believe in that. Like I'm a frugal person. I think there are certain things if you really love them and you adore the brand and like you want to invest your dollars that way, go for it because that's, that's, a, that's a great thing to do when it makes sense. <laughs> right. But do I think we should all just be like carrying around the same things because someone says so? Absolutely not. And I think right. to Grand Millennial, it's also tricky because of course I share a lot of more modern things or things that are modern and made to look old. But I also am a thrifter. I'm also like, I love nothing more than like spending a weekend in, an- in antique shops. Nice. Um, those aren't things I can tell people. It's like, I can't link to that. <laughs> you know, like I just, you, you that's not, how it works so I always am like sharing antique finds or vintage finds because and I can't it's not about what I can make off of it it's like this is just I was so excited to find it and I hope you go find one too good luck (laughs) yeah yeah Ashlyn knows I'm a huge antique person yeah it's the best there is is. there is frankly no thrill (laughs) like finding something out and about in the middle of like a pile of garbage yeah and then seeing that it's like 10 bucks <laughs> yes I don't know if, if you guys have um we have you know like Habitat for Humanity yeah do you have restores yes we do and Charles uh I find so many I have found Heron vases from my local oh my gosh um wow. Habitat before 
I, my dining room set is from there. I spent me, it was, um, how do I want to word this? It kind of has a glossary feel to it. Oh. Um, it's like the bamboo. It's stunning. Oh. I maybe paid a hundred dollars for the full thing. I just like reupholstered the chairs and painted it. Oh. We just got a couple of months ago, a roll top secretary desk from my habitat restore. Like so much of wow. my furniture, so much of what we have is actually from our local habitat restore because I just am so excited to go in there and see what there is. Yeah, that's amazing. All my pots and pans are from the restore. It's so good. And it, they're like in perfect condition. My grandmother found all of them. She was so excited. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? They're probably going to last you longer than anything that they you are. would find on the shelf like- today. <laughs> They're, like, they're probably made like of steel, like, well, not literally, I mean, literally made of steel, but yeah, yeah, like they just, the quality, I think for me too, like I really started to go to my local, uh, not just to my restore, but like, I again, I sound like an old fart, but when I order things online anymore, especially furniture, I'm always disappointed. Yeah. It is so rare for me to order furniture online that either doesn't fall apart right away or that I actually think is stunning, um, which is why you will very rarely see me share furniture. I share a lot of accessories and things that you can swap out. I will have a bare spot in my house before I buy crappy cheap furniture (laughs) because I think it's just, I'd rather find like the perfect treasure that I know is going to last forever. Yes, yeah. And not gonna lie, some of the stuff I... where I was before the job I'm at now a lot of the stuff was like everything would be super duper expensive but then when it would come in and we would unpackage it it would already be falling apart yeah and I'm just yes no I believe it I believe it and it's funny because you know I think that's the other thing right like not to keep bringing up brand millennial but our this community if I go online and I like, that's really one of the only audiences I could go online on Instagram in ratty clothing and be like, look guys, this, look at these antiques. And people would rally around me and be like, Oh my gosh, do you have the back? Like, do you, do you know anything about it? You know, like it's just, it's again, that like-mindedness. Yeah. And I think that speaks to, cause grand millennial is not new. No, it's not actually like we're and I think that was a big thing for a lot of designers. I mean, I saw I saw the, <laughs> I saw all the people's comments when it was first circulating. It's not new. And I have gotten comments about that. You know, every now and then you get you get a real gem in the DMs. Oh, and, no. <laughs> and no, I never like I, I didn't invent this. Right. Yeah. I'm not claiming that this is like a brand new style. The reason it works is because it's timeless <laughs> right? Um, and because it's existed for a very long time. I think what's unique about it is the resurgence of, of attention on it, yeah. appreciation for it, and the fact that as a millennial, we're putting things together in a very intentional way. Grand millennial style is traditional, but it also pulls from some other areas. Yes. Um, <laughs> And you could, again, you could probably speak to that more than me, but it's, it's interesting to be able to um, talk to people who are like, oh my gosh, I love antiquing. I love to incorporate vintage pieces. We actually get more excited about some of those than anything else. (laughs) Right. I love talking about trends too. They just interest me so much. And it's so funny how much the grand millennial style is trending right now. Mm -hmm. And. I mean, it's just so funny, like, how things work. It's become so big. I feel like I see it everywhere now. But that also could be, like, analytics. (laughs) I know. It's every now and then I get, like, a farm in my feet. I'm like, what are you doing here? Um, You you know, it's just, like, that rogue, that rogue acre of the land, which I do. I do still sometimes look at because I do, again, like, I don't detest the farmhouse trend. But as a person who prefers color and pattern and more maximalism in a tasteful way right that to be surrounded by that entirely is just not for me but you know the things that I loved about farmhouse trend I love texture I love woods like I love all my brown furniture (laughs) um yes I so there are there are elements of it that I was like okay I see why I kind of gravitated to this but like you know figuring out how to make it work for this version of me (laughs) 
that is no longer in a space where I'm like, just shroud me in darkness. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's really interesting to just see how like we all put things together. Yes. Do you have any other design styles you lean towards other than Grand Millennial? I, I kind of pull from a lot of different things. I think I do like a little bit more of like a country Grand Millennial or like an English country. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. A little smidge of French country. I'm not the biggest French de- like decor person, but if I could move into like Sandringham <laughs> or, or Balmoral, in England, like those, I, I could study the crowns set design my entire life. <laughs> um, just that whole, I don't know, there's just something about it that I think is so charming. And it is a bit rustic. Yes, I like that it looks a little more lived in I as much as I love the grand millennial style, if it gets too precious, it doesn't feel authentic to me because I am a bit more um, of an outdoor person. And I love nature. And I prefer, you know, as much as I love blue and white, that just really doesn't work in our home. So we're more of like a green and white and greens and pinks. And I have a really, um, I'm fortunate that my husband is comfortable in his masculinity to not care (laughs) that I have thrown pink all over our home. Um, But yeah, I I definitely lean a little more rustic or like lived in with my, with my grand millennial style. I like chinoiserie elements. Yes. Um, yeah, I just, again, texture, some modern looking things, but I'm not a big sharp angles girl. Mm-hmm. Um, nor do I, I don't really like too much concrete or have to really, sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I love that. But if I were to, to do it in my own home, like how would I really, could I live in it? Um, and that's a whole separate conversation, right? <laughs> like, can you live in it or do you just like it? Right. Yeah. Do I just like the way this looks or does it make me feel at home what I want to be surrounded by this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Are you now how are, I mean, I'm not to flip the script on you, oh, <laughs> but do you, I heard a yes to, to English country. Yes. So I, it's so hard for me to identify with one style because I think as someone with a design mind, and I'm sure I know Ashley can relate to this too. I just have such an appreciation for each one mm-hmm. and like the art side of it as well. I, I hate to admit it, but I do tend to lean towards some modern elements or like mid-century modern. Um, but for the most part, I love that English country, that sprinkle of grand millennial in there, sprinkle of bunch of different things to me like you were saying about the grand millennial to me there's something about the elements of English country that seems so nostalgic and comforting and they're beautiful and aesthetic but at the same time like you said they're lived in and it feels like home to me yeah there's a utilitarian like I like that utilitarian kind of feel right yeah Ashlyn oh what <laughs> As you know, I'm a big grand millennial person. I have been obsessed with it ever since I've started doing interior design. I don't know what it is. I think a lot of it just, it really reminds me of my grandmother in a way, just the way it has that old feel, but yet it does feel modern in a way. Um, I also really just love the bright colors and how you can so much with, the grand millennial style. Um, and I'm currently right now trying to work on making my apartment more like it, but <laughs> struggling, but, um, I don't know. I lean towards a bunch of different things as well. I kind of dig the Oriental style after I did a project on that. I just really liked how all the lanterns and things came together with that kind of style as well. So I, I would say I'm a mix, but mainly grand millennial. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting too, because you, um, you just, you know, you mentioned your grandmother. So like that, that right there, even like that is again, kind of what I'm talking about. Like there is such a nostalgic tie Yeah. because I do think like I, and it's again, like it's this generation. I think you, you, you have people who would never be caught dead with like their grandma's hand-me-downs. And then those (laughs) of us who are like, oh my gosh, I hope we get those (laughs) because 
it's just there's two kinds of people and the grand millennial people are the ones who are like I hope I get the silver because (laughs) because it is just we all it is it's very nostalgic but we also appreciate it like it it won't just sit we'll we'll love it um and then there was also a mention of the mid-century modern it's funny I, I forgot about that but I do have elements of that in our home even and I do really like like I don't like I couldn't do it I couldn't live in it in its entirety. Like if I, if I did an entire room in that style, but I think there is something really fun and sexy about like a little bit of the mad men retro fifties. Oh, if I could live in the forties and fifties and just experience it for a minute, I would absolutely, because I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I gravitate towards just those elements of it, honestly, but Mm -hmm. I have one more question. Um, If you had one piece of advice to give someone looking to build up their own platform, what would it be? I would really just say be authentic because, I mean, I'm certainly not a pro, right? But I know that that's worked for me and it keeps it from feeling like a job. I think when when it becomes something stressful or that you have to overthink, Right. Or that you're like trying to keep up or guess what other people would like. That's where you're going to fail because you're, you'll, if you just do what you love, other people will find it who gravitate towards it without you having to put in that much effort. And I think that that's where I kind of lucked out because it, I didn't come into it looking to grow. It just kind of organically happened. Nice. I love that. I, I think that's something that people either really value or they don't really care to is just the authenticity. Yeah. No, I think it makes a big difference. And it honestly will not only change, like if you're, if you're coming into it and excuse me, you're looking for growth. Right. um, There is absolutely people who can do that. I think they're probably working 10 times harder than I am at doing it. (laughs) Um, But it also, I, I think my own experience is, you know, if I was constantly just trying to like chase what other people want to see, I don't think I'd still be even bothering to do this because it's like, why would I put that pressure on myself? Why would I take the fun out of something that is supposed to be uh, this vibrant, happy space? Um, And if you're not being genuine, it, it, it sounds so cliche and I've heard other people say it before, right? Like just be genuine, be yourself. And there are of course going to be naysayers and people who don't accept that. But the beautiful thing about social media is with the click of a button, either they can unfollow you or you can block them. So, right. yeah. um, you know, it's, it's really easy to kind of cultivate a safe space for yourself if you need to and online anyway. And um, I think if you're just like, stay true to who you are and what you go in trying to do uh it'll it it just is if you're having fun people notice is I guess what I'm trying to say right yeah that's great I love that well we have a little thing that we do at the end of each of our podcasts we call it out with the old in with the new and we kind of grab something that's passed by us in the design world and grab something that's coming towards us and say do we like this better do we like this better so the one from our last episode was millennial gray walls versus colored walls. So how do we feel, Ashlyn, Allie? Give me your opinions. Allie, you can go first. <laughs> well, considering I've already shared my personal <laughs> anecdote, I think we all know how I'm leaning. Um, I, I'm definitely team color, team wallpaper, team all, yeah. all, the, all the happy. But I also think... Um, it, it not to make this like way too complicated, but it's circumstantial. Sometimes you need the neutral balance yeah, <laughs> if, right. if you're trying to keep it from being overwhelmingly maximalist. Um, so if you have a lot of other things going on, I say go for the neutral wall to kind of like, if you can't do, if, if living in too much color is too much for you, go neutral if everything else is very colorful. But I am a more is more kind of girl. So I say color on the walls. Yes. I agree. I'm a big color fan. Um, I'm obsessed with wallpaper. I just love wallpaper. I feel like color and wallpaper can really bring your home character if you feel like it is lacking in some ways. But I do agree with you. If you like the neutrals and that's where you're comfortable, then totally stick with that. Whatever floats your boat. Mm-hmm. 
I also agree. I love the color. And I think people kind of get scared when they hear the word color, like colored paint on their walls. It doesn't have to be as vibrant as they think it may. I feel like you can find color that still leans into a neutral shade, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I don't think everything has to be real punchy. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think that there that. are like gorgeous, relaxing, super elegant shades of yeah. green and pink and like all the, yeah, absolutely. Yes. And that's what I love about color. Honestly, there's so many different options and yeah, I'm, I'm team color all the way. I love it. <laughs> and that is what won on the poll. So more people want color walls than millennial gray. <laughs> there are people. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you so, so much. We, I honestly can't express how grateful I am and appreciative, like I said, of your flexibility and patience with us and just jumping on this when, you know, we're little nobodies just trying to <laughs> do something. Oh, my gosh. And I'm still a little nobody too. <laughs> I'm we're all little nobodies. We just some of us have a bunch of people who happen to be on our Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that is that is true, but we really do appreciate you being here and getting to you. It's been great. You're such a fun person to talk to. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to that Yay. anyone would again like feeling like a little nobody. I couldn't I was so excited that you wanted to talk to me. So this was oh. so sweet and so special and I really appreciate you. Okay. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, to all our listeners, thank you for listening to another episode with us. And we are so thankful for our special guest. And if you guys could, please go check out her handle on Instagram. We will post it on our Instagram so you can go from there and just click the link and check her out. Give her a follow for us. Um, and we will talk to you guys next time. That's all for today. New episodes will come out every other Tuesday. To stay informed, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Girls with Contrast. And if you have any questions, you can email us at girlswithcontrast at gmail.com. Thanks so much. Bye.